Bielsa looking to get caught side of Font. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 Reading. Three points Reading. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls preview show supported by Phantom Bruco. Wow, it is absolutely monumental this weekend, this game against Wigan. It doesn't need to be built up. I would say it's the biggest game in a couple of decades. And to help me talk about this monstrous game, I've been joined by James Earnshaw from the Reading Chronicle. How are you doing, James? Good, thanks, Paul. Ready for the big one against Wigan? <laughs> the uh, big yeah. the, oh, oh, I like that. You, you've no, worked I, on I, that, I, haven't you? <laughs> no, I, I, I can't take credit. It's always A.D. Williams on Barks always says. I always remember him saying the big in at Wigan whenever we play like Wigan. Like. I just it always sticks out. But I think it suits. I, I don't think the word big in does it just just justifies just how big a game this is. Yeah, no, it's just um, I could swear a lot. I'd say blank huge, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Putting your own like. Um, uh, Swear word there. I mean, I swear quite a lot on this, but I didn't want to do it on that one. Yeah, it's just, we must, we talk about this a lot throughout the season. It's a must win. You Mm. must get this one. Well, repeatedly, we failed to do that. Let's not dress it up. But this one is the ultimate must win before a possible one next weekend. But (laughs) can we do it, James? And what's your feeling? You've been speaking to Noel Hunt today. What's his feeling about it as well? He must be trying to be positive about it, obviously. Yeah, I think it's one of those games where, as a, as a professional, it's one of those occasions where you should really be thriving. I mean, you should be looking forward to being the hero. Someone out there can make themselves a hero uh, with this game. And if you're a professional footballer and you're sort of not wanting it to be you, then I don't think you're in the right job. I mean, there's going to be 21, 22,000 at the game. And... Um, There'll be 22,000 people desperate to be out on that pitch and make themselves a hero. There's a, there's a possible 18 people that can do it. It's up to them to, to, to do it now and to go out there and, and prove that they um, you know, are better than Wigan, hopefully better than Huddersfield, and can stay up in the league this year. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope they're better at keeping their uh, headphones on. But um, we really, really think that it will be a monster match, that one. I mean, you look at our recent form... God, it is so depressing. But we just have to take it apart from the rest of the season. But there's injury updates. It, in bad news, Tom Ince won't be back this season, mm. will he? No, no, so he had an operation. Uh, Noel Hunt did say what part of the body it was on, but no one could pronounce it. Somewhere near the somewhere near the hip um, is what we've been told. Um, so, yeah, we saw him at the training ground today driving his car. So he's still about the place. Um, but, yeah, he won't be back. Um, it's one of those ones where Noel Hunt said, you know, he was trying really hard at training to get back on it. But the minute if he touched the ball or the minute he got into a sprint, it would have made him out longer and it could have become a six month injury rather than a couple of months. So they just decided to take the hit. Um, but Junior Hoylet could be back, which is a positive, someone that can actually cross the ball, uh, which will be a nice bonus. Um, and Mate reckons this weekend could be potentially too quick, um, but he should be involved in some capacity for the big one in uh, South Yorkshire next week. Yeah, well, the big ones this weekend. Come on, James. It's the big in against Wigan. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it will be. I mean, it will be so lovely to see the stadium, well, virtually full. I mean, who knows? You could get up to 22,000 if the team need the support is right now. Um, we've obviously been part of a campaign to get um, lots of people wearing blue and white with lots of other fan sites. Um, if you want to do that, do it. It would be great. And if you don't, that's obviously your own choice as well. But. Just something to uh, 
I don't know. Add something to the day, possibly. I'll possibly. be donning my blue in the uh, press box. I'll have my nice. shirt on. Full kit? Know. No, not full kit. I'm not, I'm not going for the shorts yet. The weather's <laughs> still, still too unsettling. Um, you know, it's not usually the done thing. Probably frowned upon, but sod it. Rules go out the window when the games are this important. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, what we'd give for an early goal, though, on Saturday. Oh, so it doesn't matter who it's from, does it? That that's the key, I think, because the longer it goes on, the more the crowd will get nervy, as it always does. It'll get tense. It start being a few sighs, and then that'll go onto the crowd, and then Wigan will love that because you know even they'll know it's a long shot of them staying up. It's a bonus if they if they manage to do it. So they'll be pretty content, I'm sure, to sort of hang in in the game and try and nick one late on uh, if they can. There are no mugs, sort of two wins on the bounce. Uh, but we're at home. We should, you know, put our game to them and hopefully sort of the expanded crowds behind it, both goals can suck them in. Well, one thing Noel Hunt has had since he's come in is a really tough set of games. There's no doubt that having Burnley, Luton and then Coventry. This would be the first time he's actually managed to play a team that, you know, they are won their last two games. So I'm not going to disrespect that in any way and against good opposition but it's against a team that's lower down the table. So this would be a chance for him to, like, you know, maybe get that vital three points. Um, I just want to see the win. I don't care how we play, James. I do not give a shit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's the worst performance of the season. I think we win. Do you feel the same? Yeah. Uh, McDermott was on BBC Barks this morning and he said the same thing. He started off by saying, you know, he hopes the players sort of turned up and had a good game. And then he said, actually, no, I don't care if they turn up. As long as they get the win, that's all that matters. And that's, we're into must-win territory now. And ultimately, you know, if we go out there and play a 10 out of 10 game at draw nil-nil because we miss chances or the keeper has a good game, it means nothing. We've, we've got to, by hook or by crook, get the ball over the line. For me, it might be controversial, but for me, this is the game where we flip the, uh, you know, which way we shoot second half. You know, I know it's tradition that we always shoot towards the north stand, but... I just think we just need 1871 and the noise and, and everything to suck it in. And I, I know it's going to be full um, this week, but there's no denying the impact that 1871's had. And if they can suck it in more in the last five minutes and you're shooting towards that massive packed out end with a TIFO and whatever else, then, you know, all the better. Yeah, another 400 in there this weekend mm. as well. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to get to that point now, James, when... I'm going to warn you. I'm going to ask for a prediction in a moment. But first of all, just give us your thoughts on last night's kind of like event held by Star at Blue Collar Food with Mark Bowen, Jared Dublin and Brian Carey. What are your kind of like overall feeling coming away from it? Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, it was nice to put, you know, to finally put names to faces, um, you know, of people that we hadn't necessarily seen before. It was nothing too groundbreaking. Uh, you know, there's nothing that we didn't already really know, but it's just nice to hear them talk and have a bit of passion and, and, and you know, a plan. Um, but, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. You know, um, we've got to actually wait and see what they managed to put into, into place. Um, but no, they all seem very, very nice guys and hopefully they uh, take the club forward. That's all we can hope for. And if you want to hear more on our thoughts, me... Alex and Matt, we've just released a podcast, uh, imaginatively named again, uh, Bowen, Carey and Dublin. You know, it's what we do. We do these clever names. Uh, so have a listen to that. It goes into far more depth than now. Uh, we've just talked about it, all the things that were mentioned last night and our thoughts on it. 
But here we go, James. This is the moment we're all waiting for. Prediction time. This is the biggest one of the season. What are you going to give us? Uh, yeah, see, I'm never particularly the optimist. Uh, I just think it reeks of a game that's had the build-up that then fall flat. I hope that the team proved me wrong and you know, this is a new Reading and not the Reading of old. But the Reading of the last five or six years and the Reading that's you know winless in 11. Um, I don't know. I just think it could be a case of getting stage fright and a, a tense nil-nil draw where nobody really gets the better of anyone and it sort of dwindles and you know it doesn't do anything for either team, unfortunately. But, you know, I'm going in hope and uh, hopefully I'm proved wrong. Yeah, let's hope so. I understand what you're saying. I'm going to do yet another fatal one from me, yes. uh, a completely blind faith one. I'm going to go 2-1. Um, in my heart, I don't really believe that. I've got a real bad feeling about it. But I just, you know, I'm clinging on. The blue and white blinkers are on. And also, I wanted to say thanks to everyone who bought us a beer through uh, EPR Buy a Beer. If you go to elmparkrolls.com and if you've enjoyed the podcast, you can just buy us a beer. And we will quite happily drink that. We would appreciate <laughs> it very much indeed. And all those people that have donated, uh, we'll be reading out your names on the podcast on Saturday. So, um, well, the review of Saturday anyway. So thanks a lot. And uh, now Matt will be coming up with a Wigan fan. That is going to be tense, isn't it? Wow. Good luck with that, mate. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of our preview podcast previewing obviously the huge game down at the bottom this weekend against Wigan. We've of course flipped onto the view from the opposition. We're now going to take a look at the Wigan team and to do so we have got Barry from the Progress with Unity podcast. How are you doing Matt? Very nervous I have to say. Um, yeah things have been better as a Reading fan of late. It's been a, um, as we said on your podcast a bit of a fall from grace from earlier in the season um, but we've talked about Reading. This is all about Wigan and obviously your slight upturn in form of late which has given you a slight chance quite small albeit but a chance of survival. Um. Well, I, I don't see it that way. <laughs> I don't see it that way at all. Um, I'm trying to G it up a bit. I'm trying to G it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I felt like we've been relegated for, for as soon as we got the three-point deduction, I thought that that would see us off, and I think it has done. Um, but we, we are playing better. I, what, the way uh, most Latics fans are looking at this now is that come next season, we're in League One, we've got the right manager in place to, to take us forward, um, and, and that's... That's the good thing about about the situation we're in at the moment. Of, of course, mathematically we can still stay up, but we need uh, we need Uddersfield not to win a game, um, not and to lose one. We need to beat you as well, and we don't. You can't win at Uddersfield. You know, there's so many permutations going around because you know yourselves and Uddersfield are the, are the uh, and Blackpool. We can't overtake anybody else. You know, we're at, you know so. Othersfield's got three games left, so that's that's a little bit of a blow for us. Um, but Sean Maloney's done a, done the business. He's come in, um, turned it around. I mean, when you look back at our season and you think, uh, you know, we, we came up as League One champions and we started the season quite quite okay and mid table. When we met you before earlier back in September, you were third in the table. We we were mid mid table, and I was delighted with our position. Uh, and then things started to go a little bit wrong. And we sacked 
uh, we sacked Liam Richardson, and you think, well, he didn't really deserve to get fired, but I, I understood a little bit why they did because they said we wanted to stop in the championship, and they, you know, we'd I think we'd we'd had a little bit of fall from grace. We was down to about about eighteenth of the table at the time. We'd just been beaten by Coventry, but then they went and employed Cole Toure, and and that was like a real head turner, and people were thinking, what on earth are we doing here? And and that's how it turned out. You know, what on earth was that all that about? It was an experiment which backfired on us, um, and that's probably the reason why we're, we're uh, where we are. I'm sure under both Richardson and Maloney, we'd have picked up more points than what we did. We only picked two up in 11 games uh, under two rare, uh, and, it, and the football was absolutely dreadful. Uh, nobody knew what they were doing. It was shocking. Um, so they sacked him, they acted on that. He, he, Maloney came in right at the very end of, of, of January. He had two days of the window. He brought in three players, two of which have been injured and, and they're out. So so that, that didn't work out too good. But he's changed it round. He's uh, he's he has we're playing we're playing football again. Um we're he sorted our defence out. Um so we're a lot a lot more difficult to beat now. Even though we lost at Blackpool, which seems a bit criminal to be saying, we're difficult to beat losing there. But but we are a lot more difficult to beat. Um, so I, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to Saturday, looking forward to seeing how, how we stand up to what is going to be a stern test because I'm sure you'll come at us. You have to come at us. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And but more more importantly, I'm looking forward to next season now with with a bit of hope. Mm. So Sean Sean Maloney probably for you guys next season the man the man to take take you guys forward you found taking you three managers this year but third time lucky for you this year yeah absolutely I mean uh, our greatest manager in my opinion has been Roberto Martinez and mm. uh, Maloney is a disciple of his um, he, he actually got his coaching stuff done over at the Ajax um, Academy which is where you know, Martinez. Has all his beliefs around Johan Cruyff, you know that's where he, he gets all his inspiration from. So Maloney's been in there. Maloney worked at Belgium uh, with Martinez, um, and you can see it. You can see the way we play. Uh, he, he sets us up like Martinez did. We play a similar brand of football. Uh, it's ten years since we won the FA Cup as well. I mean that's our anniversary. Uh, it's also ten years since, along with you and QPR, we were relegated from the Premier League. But Maloney was part of that, so he's he's, he's in our fault law. Um, mm. He's well well respected by the fans, but he's well liked as well. He's a bubbly character, um, very positive, and he's he's brought with him Graham Barra, who's the stalwart of, of the club. He's he's played for us back in the eighties. He, he's he's managed us. He was assistant manager under Martinez, um, and he's brought him back in. So. He's got got the teams the teams there set up ready to go for next season. Uh, Callum McManaman's back at the club as well. He's um, I don't know what role he's going to be doing with us. Whether he's going to be coaching, I don't think he'll be playing. But uh, so so he's bringing some of the some of the troops back in. You know, getting the band back together as people like to say. So really looking forward to next season. Um, after what has been very disappointing this year, absolutely, absolutely disappointing. Yeah. Well, I kind of wish I would be saying the same about it for 
what looks like our relegation this season um, to League One that I was looking forward to next season. Um, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm not overly at the moment. That might change over the summer. That might change over the summer or if we do somehow stay up. But um, but but yeah, looking looking at some of your players um, for this season as well, obviously there's there's been one standout, even though potentially not of late until the last few games, obviously in, uh, in Will Keane. Um, kind of, he's always been a really good number 10 second striker type player but i mean you look at you look at his numbers in a in a team that's fighting relegation this year 12 goals it's not been a bad season for him really all, all in all no and there's only two of those come come from the spot as well you know he's he's he scores from open play he's a very intelligent footballer um like i said number 10 he he, he reminds me I mean, he's probably a little bit uh bit too too old for you but Martin Peters he, he uh, was in the 66 World Cup winning team he used to ghost around the pitch and that's how, how uh, Keno plays he likes to ghost in at the last minute gets his head on things um, scored a good goal away at Stoke scored a good goal against uh, Millwall uh, the weekend um, so he, he's, he's found his uh, scoring boots again so yeah he's uh, He's a good good player. Uh, he's under new contract in the summer, so he's under contract for next season. Whether he stays or not is a different matter. I mean, if somebody comes in and offers a couple of million for him, you know, a championship club wants to take a punt on him, he, you know, he could very well be off. But I hope he stays. Um, he's, he's a local lad. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he knows the club. He knows the club well. He's at his best spell. I think he's very close, you know, he's very close to being our all-time Goal scorer in the football league, and he's um, and he wasn't always noted as, as a goal scorer, but he's found a home with Wigan Athletic. I think it's about fourteen goals behind um, Andy Little's record of all-time uh, football league goal scorer. So, looking forward to him breaking that next season. Another player, <laughs> though, what you've not mentioned there, and, and uh, he gets a lot of stick around the country, but I, for me, he's been our player of the season this season. Is, is James McLean? I was going to uh, mention him. Yeah, mm. seven seven assists for you this this year, I think it is. Which um, again isn't isn't a bad haul, certainly for for a player like him. Yeah, uh, and he's top of the tackle charts as well in the championship. You know, he's uh, it was his birthday on Saturday. I think he turned thirty four on Saturday, so his legs are not what they used to be. But you know what you're going to get. You know, you, you get hundred percent out of him, and and the away fans or the opposition supporters give him loads of stick. But he. You know, he he does he he does thrive off that. He, you know, he, he motivates him. It does motivate him. Um, but he's been he's been tremendous this season. Really good. He's for me. He's been the standout player. They're they're probably two players at this point as well. I mean, you've mentioned how long both of them have been with the club at this point. I I just associate both of them with Wigan at the moment. I know James McLean's had a few clubs before as well, but um, yeah, they almost ingrained in Wigan Athletic um, at this point. So um, so yeah, fingers crossed they can be part of a good season for you guys next next year anyway. So um, yeah. Looking, looking ahead to the to the game at the weekend, um, we've we've talked about a few a few games um, in the past that have uh, had Reading relegated and stuff. The likes of uh, Reading v QPR, when both teams had to win that game and uh, we played out a dreadful nil nil draw. A lot of Reading fans have referenced that coming into this weekend, and that they can see this being similar. What's your prediction? Are you seeing a nil nil, or are you maybe seeing a Wigan win or something well, win? Yeah, I think I think we're we're going to go for it. I think we're going to uh, you know 
go toe to toe with you. And uh, if that's how you play, anyway, oh, we like to play with two wide players. We've got James McLean down one side, Callum Lang down the other, oh, and we will we, we will attack you down the lines. Um, and I think we're going to go for it. Uh, got a young kid in in Telawasgard. He scored against Millwall, Norwegian, uh, twenty years of old, of age, like an attacking midfield player. Um, he, he's a bright spark, and he always scores important goals. Always, so I I can see Tello um, grabbing uh, grabbing the winner. In I'm going I'm going to push push the ball out here, and I, I think it's going to be an absolute classic of a game. This <laughs> uh, we're going to beat you by the odd goal in five. I think it's going to go to three two with uh, Tello Asgard ninety seven ninety seventh minute winner. You're just saying that because of the fixture a few years ago where we won in the 97th minute with a with a 3-2 win. Uh, uh, you're just saying it for that, aren't you? You're going to do us, you're going to pay us back, I think, for that day. Um, that was uh, a playoff, wasn't it? it, was, it? Yes. Well, actually, uh, no, it was, well, it was a, it was a relegation playoff. We both, I think, from memory, because I think, yeah. I think we both needed a win that day. Well, I was thinking about the game in, uh, I think it was 2000 and... 2000 oh, yeah no, not, that that yeah. that was a playoff yeah no i'm not thinking that yeah. far back because um yeah I'd, I'd only i'd only grace the earth for a couple of years then so um, yeah i don't remember it <laughs> been a couple um, of classics then between us both there, 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 there has what well, everyone remembers that three two it was 2009 uh, not two, 2009 20 no 2018 no, 2019, end of 2019, because it was Jose Gomez, end of the season, Yaku Mesa. You were winning 3-2. No, I can't. I'm mucking this up. You you were winning 2-1 to the 89th minute. Mo Barrow scores, and then Yaku Mate scored in the last minute to make it 3-2. Uh, and that was yeah. a relegation six-pointer between us yeah. and you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My heart can't do another one of them, I have to say. Um, <laughs> but sadly, like sadly, I, I I just can't see Reading winning this weekend. Um, I've not predicted. I say this every week now. I've not predicted a Reading win for quite some episodes now. I think we're up to about eight or so episodes, eight or nine episodes. Of these, yeah, I, like I could just see it being one-one to be honest, or a Wigan win. You know, um, I hope I'm wrong somehow. Um, and we can somehow pull out a win, but um, yeah, I can't see it. And I think you play a three at the back in a wing back system with McLean mm-hmm. one side. Um, I think is it is it da- Darikwa? I think on the Darikwa, other side, yeah, Darikwa, yeah, on on the other yeah. side. And wide players like that have found freedom um, against this Noel Hunt side because we play very narrow, very compact, um, almost defend defend the box. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that um, how that works out on the weekend for you but um yeah i'm gonna go with one one i don't want it to be another nil nil because yeah a, a draw doesn't do either of us any favors but no yeah, it relegates us it, yeah and it, it puts us in a very bad situation as well mm. so um so yeah um anyway we're gonna wrap it up there um we'll of course be back with a post-match podcast obviously reviewing the Wigan game fingers crossed we're we're reviewing a win um you know if if the game is anything like you've teed it up to be Barry, um, it's going to be a cracker. I just hope we're on the right side of it. Obviously, you'd probably think you're hope, hoping that you're on the right side of it, but um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, Barry. Best of luck for the weekend as well, um, and for the rest of the season, and of course next season. Who knows? We 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 might be catching up again next season. So um, so yeah, thanks everyone for listening, and we will catch you at the weekend. Thanks, Matt.